Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. I'm going to read you Revelation 3, 7. It says, And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know the works. Behold, I, I know your works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and you have not denied my name. Now, there's just a whole lot of things we could say about that scripture, but I'm only trying to go for one thing here, church, just one thing, and that is Jesus opens doors that no man can shut. And I, I believe specifically doors of opportunity. Now, at the beginning of the year, we all attended Pastor Burt's um, Word First Conference. And uh, he had a word, and he prophesied, the door is open. Now, you know, um, every year people give prophecies. And uh, my, my prophet said this was the year of the abundant harvest, and it has been. Amen. But there is something different about Pastor Burt's word. Uh, his, all, all, the, all the yearly prophecies are good and they're wonderful, but his was unique and it's unique in this. The Lord made me to know that, what, that when we hit 2019, we came into a season. We came into a door that will never close again. We came into a place where we can start seeing our future right now. And this really grabbed me. I know it grabbed your pastor at the time. But we're in that season. We're in that moed in the Hebrew. We're in that kairos in the Greek, you know. We're in that set time. We're in that season. And I just believe that, that it is a particular season. And I, I know you do too. I know you know that we're in the end days. And I know you understand that we are right on the edge of another great awakening. And God is preparing the body. He's made that very clear to me. And in the early stages of this season, which will not end, we need to prepare ourselves and understand clearly what's happening, what's going on with us. There, you know, great opportunities, yes, to preach the gospel and to have the abundant life. And by the way, if you're living an abundant life, you are preaching the gospel. It's a great thing to do well. It's your calling to do well. You're blessed to be a blessing. <laughs> the people in the world aren't going to receive much from the down and out. They want something from those that are doing well. And I've seen that firsthand over the years. So... Now, this is a statement I want to make to you, and I hope if you don't hear anything else I say or you don't like anything else I said, you just go ahead and forgive me right now. <laughs> if you think I'm picking on you. But I want to tell you something that I think will be very, very valuable to you, and it's this. The Lord's made this very clear to me that what we do in the next few months is going to affect us for the next 8 to 10 years. The things you decide... The way you choose to go, how you choose to live your life in, in just the next few months is going to continue on, okay? So, gosh, y'all are quiet. I'm from a noisy church. Danny and Amanda, y'all are going to have to make noise. so that. They, okay, thank you, Jesus. So, um, 
Let me just give you three quick things that, that I believe will help you uh, to walk through these doors of opportunity or to live in this open door all the time. And number one is something that you hear a lot probably around here. You need to learn to use your faith like a tool. And this is not just going to a faith church and you have some faith pastors. You must have a working knowledge of faith. You have to understand that you cannot believe you receive when you pray and then doubt in your heart or go half one way and half the other. You're gonna, these are the days when in the next few months you make a decision to get all in or not because you don't want to get left behind on the wonderful things that are about to happen. I'm talking prosperity. I'm talking blessing. I'm talking healing. You're going to get on it. You're going to need to use your faith like a tool. And that includes what you say and what you sing and what you pray. Are those tools putting you in the place to receive what God wants for you? Glory to glory, open doors. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe some things in your life that you're going to have to leave off or change. You're not going to be able to sing. It's just another Manic Monday. So kids, I'll tell you all that song later. Y'all probably don't know it yet. Amen. There's a few country songs that may not sound too good. You're going to have to sing the song where you get the truck and the wife and the dog back. Right? Put it in reverse. You just don't want these things. I'm, listen, maybe I'm extreme to you, but I'm going to tell you, I heard my pastor say this to some people one time, and I liked it. I dare say it, but Pastor John probably has said it here. How much urine do you want in your water? Am I, does he say that? So thank you for, thank you for saying he, what, what I'm talking about. Let's just get all in. Let's just make some decisions to get all in. Oh, no, we can't sing that because no, no, no. Oh, no, I don't want to do that because no, no, no. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. How about that? How about, um, you know, there, is, there are laws set in motion, not legalism, not all the laws, you know, from, from uh, the Old Testament and all that. I'm talking about laws like gravity. Faith works the same for every person, every time, if you know how to work it. Am I right? Every time. Uh, what, one of my favorite pastors in the whole wide world is Pastor Nancy Dufresne. And uh, whoop, whoop. And uh, she told a story about something that happened out in California. She said that um, there was this big company out there, and they had this big, huge machine. And um, there was a switch that people had to throw. And if the floor was wet, you didn't dare throw the switch. And they had a big sign up there saying, if the floor is wet, you got to come get this and put this down, and then you can throw the switch, okay? And so one guy went up there, threw the switch in the water, and died. Another guy went up there, threw the switch in the water, and died. few people died over time, and some man made this comment who worked there. He said, um, well, the Lord seems to be taking people home. And the boss says, it's amazing how many people the Lord doesn't take home when they obey the rules. 
See, if we just do, and it's not that hard, if we just follow the law of faith, and you know what it is, it's believing and saying. It's putting it in your heart and speaking it out your mouth. It's staying with your confession. It's not walking in hope or desire. It's believing that you receive from the other realm. In other words, from the future. You have the future on the inside of you right now. And you can actually be creative. You can create two ways. You create it on the inside, you'll create it on the outside. If you let your, what's in your spirit line up with the words of your mouth, you're going to see things created. Receive that tonight? Praise the Lord. Number two, I have three, remember. Be led. You're going to have to be led in these days of the open door. You're have to going to be led in these days of now being in the future right now. The answer to a thousand and one questions, be led. Amen. Amen. See, Jesus was successful in his life and ministry because he listened to the Holy Spirit and he said only what the Father said. Amen. He did only what he, he told him to do. So, you know, all you have to do is that. And, and it requires that you tune your ear to God. And the Word of God will keep you in tune. If you, the, the Word will be your anchor. That way you won't become granola. Fruits, flakes, and nuts. And number three, you must have a working knowledge of the believer's authority. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is so important, and I'm sure you've been taught that here. But th we want to make quality decisions about this. Uh, there's a lot of good books about that, and of course your pastor can lead you on that. But, but um, we need to understand that Jesus gave us back the authority that Adam was, uh, gave away. We have authority, and we need to use that authority. And if you'll use that authority, you don't have to stay in, in the, in the, oh, I need to choose some words here because I'm not at home. Whew. No pity parties. I am. Well, then you won't stay in the wah-wah place. Thank you. Okay, you know. You're going to have to, you know, uh, this is what they tell me at home. Strong words make strong people, Pastor. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'll just give it to you. If, if I don't come back next year, you'll know. <laughs> Somebody didn't like it. <laughs> he loves me. She loves me. But I'm just, I'm telling you, um, clock in every day. Command your morning. Listen for a little extra prayer so no more gunman, a gunman doesn't come to this area. Clock in. Clear out this area. Well, I can't keep them out. You'd be surprised what you could keep out with your confession. See, if you own land in this town, you have authority here. If you're here uh, spiritually and you're a member of this church, you have authority in this town, in this area. And let me tell you one more way you have authority. If the Holy Spirit tells you to say something over any area, He's giving you the authority to do it. Amen. So those are the three things you want to learn to use your faith like a tool, be led by the Holy Spirit, and have a working knowledge, understanding your spiritual authority. Now, just a couple more things. Am I running fast on the clock? Ooh, we've already eaten up that much time. Clock turned back. 
Um, making quality decisions, church, in the next weeks and months, because you're making some long-range plans right now. I'm prophesying to you right now. This is not just a teaching I want to give you. Everything I told you is what God is telling me to tell you prophetically. Get on your faith. Clean it up. Get on your spiritual authority. Clock in every day. I clock in every day. And I tell the devil what he's going to do every day. I command my day. You can command your day. It doesn't have to go any old way. Amen. And you, you certainly spirit-led. So, you know, when you, um, when you receive Jesus, you stepped into eternity. You're living in the power of an endless life right now. Amen. And it's, that's not just life forever. That's past, present, and future. This is all one big thing to us. You know, we've been held down by just looking in the natural. But your future is right now. And you can have it right now. Ooh, I'm going to get to some good stuff right here. Listen, I'm getting excited about it. And, and listen, God knew your future from the very beginning. He didn't plan the hiccups. But he'll certainly get you out of them. I just had to say that. Amen. He's not prophesying your defeat or your brokenness or... Anything else? You're whole. You've been whole since the day you were born again. He planned abundant life. He planned divine opportunities. Great favor, comfortable living, health, peace, joy. And each one of those are doors that you're going to go through. You can actually live a life where there's not bad days all of the time. Right now I want you to to see this. This is something I want to give you a picture uh, at the airport, uh, they have these moving sidewalks, okay? Have you been on them? You know, you're going to get on them. And, and in Chicago, you better get over to the right because everybody wants to go by. You can't just ride. You have to walk on them, right? You know? Uh, but imagine, if you will, that you're on that moving sidewalk in the spirit because you are. But imagine another moving sidewalk right beside you but imagine that it's moving faster and imagine that while it's moving faster and you're riding along leaning on that rubber thing you know and they're all going by and you begin to notice your dreams on that other conveyor belt there that's mine oh that's mine oh that's mine oh that's mine that's your future right there It's running by you right now. In the spirit realm, there are probabilities and possibilities. God, uh, Oral Roberts said that miracles are coming by you all the time. All the time. You just have to be aware of what's coming by you. Uh, The day before yesterday, the young man at my church, he's, he's my bodyguard. He's my N2, if you know what that is. The fireman will know. Uh, he protects me when I'm praying for people because people try to grab y'all. Have you experienced that? They'll try to grab you when they're going down. And so he protects me from that. But he was at his boss's house and uh, the boss's child, this was two days ago, Friday, I guess. uh, His grandchild has been suffering all summer with uh, kidney stones. 
and just miserable, you know. And so the boss comes and tells Larry. He says, uh, he has to go under the knife. They can't get him. They, they're too, he's too young to, what do they call it, implode him or whatever they do. So he's got to go in there. And the Holy Spirit rose up in Larry. And he just called out the man's name and he said, you need to agree with me right now. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, those stones are out of there. And he just did it with full authority in faith. And the man said, the man has, doesn't know what we know. He doesn't understand authority, doesn't have, understand agreement. He doesn't even understand God is good. He doesn't understand that Jesus is the healer. He didn't understand any of that, but the force of the Holy Ghost said, okay, well, if you say so, I agree. I mean, he just falls back in his chair and agrees. A few hours later, Larry got a phone call. The guy's beside himself. He says, Larry, they opened the boy up and nothing's in there. God. Now that's on you. That belongs to you, not just the preachers. That's on you. Healing power of God. And he, that, here came that miracle right by him. And he jumped off on it, see? He took that opportunity. He stepped off on that. Okay? Now, just let me teach you one more thing, and this will change your life forever, I promise. When the conveyor belt is going by, you've got to have enough Holy Ghost knowledge, enough being led to know whether that thing that's coming by is the manifestation or a temptation. Okay? Well... I used my faith to give me a husband. And look at here what has come along. This boy is fine. He's not saved. But we can work on that while we're working on him getting a job. But, you know, give him a chance. He just got out of prison. And, you know, he's addicted to brake fluid. He can stop anytime. Did you get it? Did you get it? Brake fluid, stop at any time. Y'all are laughing at my jokes. That's a temptation. She may be praying for a man, but that's not the man. Now, when he comes to this church, in a couple of years, he could be the man. We're not knocking him whatever he's been through, but I'm telling you, at that time, she thinks she's going to change him. She's not going to change him. Amen. That is a temptation. Hey, I've been out of a job for, you know, three years now. We're down to peanut butter and jelly. But someone just offered me a position in multi-level marketing. And I could say I could get it off the ground in another two years, man. Temptation. Go get a job. Well, yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, listen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Nothing wrong with the multi level marketing. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
me. I've already tried about 30 of them. I can't do another one over my lifetime. <clears throat> but go get the job first and get some money going so your kids can at least eat some tuna fish. Get some money going. In my, in, ooh, I'm meddling tonight. But what I'm trying to, I'm just trying to give you examples. I know none of you have ever done this. Well, maybe. I'm just trying to tell you, watch out for the temptation. There's going to be someone come along with a whole catalog of ideas that possibly you could do. What does God want you to do? What's coming down the conveyor belt for you? Amen? So always watch for something you know is the manifestation. Ooh, look online. I can, I can get ordained online. They'll send me papers for $29.95. Temptation. That's not a manifestation. A manifestation comes when your leader, your man of God, your woman of God sees something in you and begins to promote you and mentor you until you need those papers. Papers are nothing without leadership who brought you to that place. They're nothing without a calling. My poodles have papers. Do you want to listen to the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I'm going to prophesy in two minutes. <laughs> no, maybe 30 seconds. I'm done. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What is, what is it, Lord? I feel the Lord pulling on me here. Thank you, Jesus. Are you believing with me? Are you believing with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to say this before I stop to move on to the next section here. We're called to renew our minds, okay? Now, <clears throat> Lord, help me walk through this quickly here. Renewing your mind is not merely you reading words on a page and having a moment of revelation on a particular verse. That passes in many churches for renewal, the renewal of the mind. But that's only half the equation. And I'm going to talk to you some more about that tomorrow night. But renewal comes as revelation leads you into an experience with God. See, God's looking, when, when you get a word... He's looking for that to become a part of your life. You have an encounter with it. Like the things that I've just told you, they're worthy of having an encounter. Amen? Renewal comes as, as revelation leads you into a new experience. Uh, tomorrow night before I prophesy, I want to, um, I want to show you something that you're, you're going to love. I'm going to tell you how to use your faith and get what you want every time. I am. The Lord showed it to my church. I preached it the last two times, and they are on fire. The Lord showed me how to, how to get people to understand the seed time and harvest and how to understand um, taking what they have and bringing their future to it because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about right now you're in your future. Church, we're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. It's time for you to receive what's yours. 
It's time for her to move uh, faster. Those, those of us that are pastors, we need the buildings paid off, which I think yours is, but we need, uh, uh, I need some of mine still paid off. We need them fixed up like we want them. We need to start building. We need to start moving uh, on things and getting ready for the biggest crowd that's ever come into the body of Christ. And when they come in, remember, a lot of them are pampers, so we need to be grown up and know the weakest person on earth is the person who lets their emotions control them. And so we need to be these people that have grown up past these things. And I know that's what you're working on, but we all need these things and we all need to move ahead now. We need these anointings and we need to move them now. The future is now. What does Hebrews say? Now faith is. Now updates itself. Now, now, now. It's now, it's now. Well, I need a new car. Now. Well, I need, I need other finances. Now, yeah, let me tell you what we're believing for at our church. Every person has multiple rivers of income. And you should see the people that already do. Multiple rivers of income. I speak that over you in Jesus' name. Multiple rivers of income in Jesus' name. Multiple rivers. Multiple rivers. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.